welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but them views, they are amazing. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I am moderator B. Jones and I got the full cast on tonight. Faison, what's happening, man? Chilling here in Delaware uh, in the hotel, just checking in. Good. Delaware? Delaware. How, how many times you been to Delaware? How many times? Uh, I can count my hand, probably like 10, maybe a little less. Yeah. Wow. What's what's it like there? Nothing. <laughs> you got a beach? <laughs> like, where, where, where in Delaware? I am in Christiana, which is where the biggest mall in Delaware is. Um, but uh, Which is the smallest mall in all the rest of America. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Um, oh. <laughs> DJ, what's happening, my man? <laughs> I'm good, man. Come on, back man. in the ho- back in the hotel room in Orlando. Easy, staying on the road, on the road. Yes, sir. Fresh, what's popping, man? You looking like Shazam in the background. You know, I always got these uh, magical things going on <clears throat> over here in the dungeon. Uh, uh, Biggie vs. Wu Tang mix just dropped on SoundCloud. Uh, it'll be a couple days past when y'all get this, but it's out there. Two verses, y'all need to go check that. We still live, we still local. Maybe not. We here though. There it is, Coach K. Man, I am. What are you? What's happening? I'm here. What's going on? No, why come? How come nobody sent me the memo? It was college shirt night. We we we, Man, we put you know, it in a memo. You were just stop in hanging out in the break room so much. You know the the, the water cooler. It didn't make it there. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Um, As you all can see, I got my my laptop is back. Oh, that is right. Even the file survived? Uh, Yeah, the file survived. The only thing that was wrong was that bracket that holds the hard drive, and that was it. Well, shouts to Apple. Look at that. You you got another, what, five years on that thing? Listen, man, exactly. I was telling them, I was like, hey, look, man, ain't this thing supposed to last at least 10 years? It's only been eight. Well, Uh, shout out to my (laughs) guy, Jason. Um, because he's the one that was just like, you know what, man, it might be this bracket. Um, and he has the same model I have, same year, everything. And he was like, it's like I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So let's do that. Turned out that's what it was. Definitely it was supposed to be like. And this is an Apple employee or somebody you know? <clears throat> no, an Apple employee. Shout out to the integrity of the Apple employee. Not trying to rake you across the coast for a clean two yep. grand for a new computer. Yep. Um, but what's the first thing that you did once it was back live? Uh, backed it up. <laughs> yeah, my man. <laughs> <laughs> to the cloud, I hope. No, not to the cloud. Just too much stuff going to the cloud, so I backed it up to Dropbox. There you go. That's the cloud. My yeah. Dropbox, not your Dropbox, Art. I know. I, I know. <laughs> Funny about summer space in that That morning message. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Look, see, Art went and changed his shirt, so you're not alone, man. Oh, I appreciate you. That wasn't a collar shirt. That was a work shirt. <laughs> just forgot. Oh, I forgot I had it on. When I say collar, it it was a collar. I heard college. <laughs> Moving right along. Welcome, I'm, my, I'm on my my computer in the hotel. I don't have my my big computer with me. It's just weird. A lot's going on right now. It's it's a lot <laughs> going on, man. All of our minds are, you know, you know, moving probably at a million miles a minute. Um, I 
joined the crew. I was the last one. We finally got through the uh, Who Killed Malcolm X series on Netflix, and we want to discuss that a little bit. Uh, first and foremost, I got to shout out uh, Fusion Entertainment and uh, Mr. Abdul Rahman Muhammad. Uh, because that was an excellent, excellent documentary series. Um, if you're still alive, brother, me, shout out to you. Yes. <laughs> Big fans. Definitely took me out of the uh, the ignorance is bliss state of life, um, because before this documentary, I only had, um, <clears throat> not even, I wouldn't even, after this point, at this point, I wouldn't even call it rudimentary understanding of Malcolm X and, and his involvement with the Nation of Islam. And, um, you know, it just, left me like wow on so many different levels because it was not just one hand that had uh, I guess working the uh, as the puppeteer in this whole situation and it's really disheartening um, as, as a matter of fact because um, I, I read into the nation some years ago and you know got into the teachings of elijah muhammad on a very surface level um, i started reading message to the black man um, and it just sounded like truth to power man it really spoke to me and hit me in the heart hit me home and i could see you know even uh having rehabilitated so many you know black men through the prison system and brought them out and supposedly had changed their lives and everything uh you know, you would think more of an organization, especially one that has shown to have thrived and flourished so much as it as it was depicted in the uh, documentary, because I had no idea of the net worth mm -hmm. that the nation had come to acquire until they pointed that out as um, one of the, I guess, um, I don't know, maybe motivations within, within it all. But it's really disheartening because you got an organization that, I, you know, I don't know if it ever became a, I guess it was kind of a staple in the black community at some point. Um, and then, you know, Elijah Muhammad at the helm and to see someone fall or, or be depicted um, as that with that jealous, envious type character trait um, who sat, you know, so high on the throne within the organization. Uh, it was just disheartening watching how all of that uh, kind of played out. So, you know, I leave it up to you guys and, and open the floor up on that. Well, first, I want to thank Art because <clears throat> I probably passed over watching it on the assumption I already knew, you know, kind of what had happened with Malcolm X and, and just look, man, I saw the Denzel watching the movie. <laughs> I, read, I read the book. Like, I mean, like, I pretty much feel like I kind of knew what was going on and, and, and didn't didn't have any idea of the complexities and, and all the different uh, things surrounding it and what was going on. And, and while I kind of knew it was very, um, it, it was shocking <laughs> watching it. Like I literally powered through it in a weekend just because I was so intrigued with watching how things were unfolding and, and stories were coming on. And then the access to, the different documents and, 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 and the exposure of, you know, what was going on. It was just a very impactful, very impactful. I will, I will say this. Um, don't be so quick to be disheartened because what got me was that, okay, one, you just average Joe and you're getting access to all these documents and no people, that have access to things, right, as average Joe, which, okay, 
and, and all this time there hasn't been anybody else with that type of access and power. Um, oh, two. I don't think that it's uh, I, well. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it yet. And then to get all the way down to the end, and the person is dead. Well, you gotta have some kind of climax. I mean, I, I, I uh, <laughs> yeah, but I but that but but that makes it very. It's very timely at the point that he started doing his research. You get through all this. The person's dead. There's nobody to refute. There's nobody to say, well, this ain't exactly what happened. Um, and it's just weird. Like you talked about watching the movie Malcolm X and everything that happened in there was in the movie Malcolm X. Like as far as like at the Audubon, like the whole get your head out my pocket, yep. smoke bomb thrown, um, you know, the dude that comes out and says, oh yeah, he, he, he shot Malcolm. Like all of that was in the movie Malcolm X. Right. So these facts of what happened and what occurred to some degree were known for them to be reproduced in the movie. Right. So mm -hmm. it's, it's just really weird. And then um, I don't know if any of you watched um, the Savior's Day Address. No, right. I got I caught pieces of it. OK, so the Savior's Day Address happened in two parts. Right. So one happened on Savior's mm -hmm. Day what happened the next Saturday after or the next Sunday after. And it was just interesting because he referenced, he referenced the documentary. You, he, he, you mean Mr. Uh, Farrakhan did. Farrakhan. Right. He mm -hmm. references the documentary. And I just found it very interesting that he's in the documentary. Like you see him in the background, but he never he's gets not, mentioned at all. Not and that's one of the things that kind of intrigued me because when art brought it to our attention, that was one of the things that I was most, intrigued or kind of worried or unsettled about because I remember when they did the Million Man March here um, mm -hmm. what was that 2015 that was a large topic of his conversation while he was up there speaking and I can't, I can't remember what all he spoke about um, but I was looking forward to seeing what you know may have come as far as Farrakhan being on the stage and being that close to Elijah Muhammad never happened. yeah and go ahead go ahead BJ so there's many different angles you can take from watching the series. Um, having a rudimentary background with the movie or you read the autobiography of Malcolm X um, or see and watch all these or have a combination of all of them together. Um, and part of it that I think kind of hits home to what was also covered in the, in the documentary plus what was not mentioned um, mentioning Farrakhan or anything about that over his, those last years of his rise of power and um, rise to position would be the overall relationship or sight of a figure as the head or as the, the focal point, right? Um, and to honor his current status because he's still Muslim, right? Um, Abdul, um, I forget his whole name right now. Sorry. <laughs> we got to make it a documentary. Yes. Um, yes. You remind Muhammad. Thank you. Agua. Yes. So when he's he's making it out of respect for still practicing Islam, right? Um, whether that's under the nation of Islam or just Islam as a whole, like, because you you find that's true distinction. When you, see, when you really see the, the movie and understand the two factions uh, of really the black Muslims versus Islam 
as a religion, um, mm-hmm. more out of the respect for the person um, than it is a true spotlight on every single thing that could possibly go there. You saw that definitely in the documentary, and I think that kind of carried over. My personal opinion, they kind of carried over in the out of respect for my still practicing Muslim, practicing Islam, excuse me, um, and basically living the rest of my life under this religion. Because if you see him bringing his son into the fold as well, mm-hmm. his son has a foundation as well. You can't really tear it all apart and still say, I'm a believer or I, my faith still lies in, in this on this path, my opinion. I think when it comes to that point, BJ, um, and that was one of my other, uh, I guess, larger feelings of this is how um, it almost, uh, Abdur and the way that he went about the documentary, you know, Islam is his faith. It doesn't sound like as it were back when the nation of Islam was huge and rising to power where Elijah Muhammad was, you know, their faith or he was the deity. Um, and so I think with the separation or distinction of the two, especially when you get into the seas of deceit that were so throughout mm-hmm. the inner uh, the factions of the of the organization, um, you know, you kind of you you can't fault a whole religion with which that has practices that are I think straight up and down and pretty much straightforward and, and truthful. Um, for the actions of a group or a faction that kind of take took this, ran with it, made it into what they wanted it. And some could say, looking at some of those facts, turned it into a racket. Correct. But that happens with any major religion you think about. When you think about the the things that the person did there weren't was not a true representation of what the religion says it stands for or um the teachings that are there that the the separation of the person and the acts of humans versus the intent of the lifestyle right it's two totally separate pieces um that i think we as humans we we intertwine a lot because again we see a human who represents that faith or that um that, that religion as a true representation of, of what all are, right? It happens in Muslim faith, in Islam as a whole, it happens in Christianity, it happens in Buddhism, like no matter what you think, there's always been a person who has been a black sheep, if you will, of that, of that faith. And then a lot of people make a final decision about that faith based on the actions of the person not about the foundation, the fundamentals, the, the true beliefs, um, because that is their image. That's what they see on a regular basis. We do it across races, where you see somebody of a different race and you believe that's how all that race acts, right? People's prejudices that way. I mean, it just transcends itself to religion in this case. Go ahead, Art. No, I, I, I want to discuss the, the business aspect of, of the, the documentary and then also about how many people were implanted and mold in the organization. So I'll wait till we get to that point later on. I've, you guys have covered what needs to be said for this, so we'll wait till that comes up. Yeah, so I was going to say, 
I don't think in this case it was a matter of we looked at this or people looked at this as, okay, it's because of the particular religion that this happened. Like, I think it's very clear that COINTELPRO, which COINTELPRO is the same thing that took out Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Mm -hmm. Black Panthers. Um, So any organization that organizes, especially when it comes to Black people, um, things happen, right? And there's always, if you look at it historically, there's always some type of scandal or when somebody comes out and it's like they're going to do something that's going to potentially shift the mindset, a.k.a. Bill Cosby, um, something is put out there, mm-hmm. right? And when you look at the fact that, man, these jokers are sending letters back and forth that are allegedly, this is allegedly for Malcolm, this is allegedly for Elijah Muhammad, um, the same thing was happening to Martin Luther King. They were sending letters to his house mm-hmm. for Coretta to get, to read, mm-hmm. um, that were allegedly from another female or whatever. Um, you know, same, same dissension got planted in the Black Panthers where they thought, oh, this person's trying to take over, this person's trying to be in power. So um, the play itself doesn't, that didn't surprise me. I mean, I've, I've always known that there was something um, awry but I think the part that we got to get to is how do we safeguard our organizations and our people to where we don't get to that, to that point. Right. And it's never somebody that doesn't look like us that infiltrates. They go get somebody that looks like us to come infiltrate. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that's a very, very difficult question to answer because you can't really control the motivations of man. Um, all you can kind of do is walk in your light and your purpose. Give give us some more volume. Well, I was saying you can't really control the motivations of man. You can only walk in your light and your purpose. You got nine FBI informants that was in that room. Only one of which is actually known that was in the uh, the room. So imagine how many were actually in the nation. Exactly. And, and that, I think that's the, that's the, the big factor too, is that, you don't see any of these other things happening in, in other organizations that are non-black. Um, so why is it that we internally destroy or internally destroy each other at that point in time? What was the reason or point of motivation to do that? I mean, was it money at the time? I mean, probably was money, but like that's, as soon as there's something good that happens, someone infiltrates it from the inside. And that's, I don't know, I can't fathom that process and why you would do that. Um, I just, I just don't understand. That's why I want to bring it to you guys. You watch enough movies, you see it. It's it's always you know it's it's just like you said. It's money or it's somebody who is you know in there who had some type of problem, whether it be drugs or you know beat somebody up or whatever the hell happened. And it's like, look, we're either gonna lock you up or you're gonna help us get this. And that's how it starts. That's how it trickles in. And that's how, you know, hey, we need you to vouch for this guy now. Or hey, you know, we need you to wear this wire. And, and it let just me, trickles let me, let me let, let me just bring bring a movie to you all's head that you probably don't remember. This is exactly what went down. Belly, Belly. exactly. Belly. Exactly. They took DMX and said, hey, we on to you, we know what's happening. If you go infiltrate this organization, which happened to be the nation, Islam. Um, and and kill this person, 
you know, we'll, we'll wipe your slate clean. And that happens all the time. And it the, happens and all the time. Right. That, the, and then it's that, that same power struggle of exactly what happened in belly where it's like, dang, I, it's more powerful for me not to like it. It's a lot. It's a lot. But, or, or you, you tell these people that may be aspiring to be FBI agents and they've been having all the obstacles in the world in front of them. And they say, okay, we'll let you in, but you got to do this. This is, this is your entree. You have to go, you have to infiltrate this. This will get you that, that, that badge and, and everything else that you want. And nine times out of 10, it'd be like, yo, but you're off the radar. You only that was my man who his head of security. That's exactly what I mean. He said, I needed, I had to pay bills. I had a wife and kid at home and I wanted to be an agent. Here, here. They, said, they, they said that man on January 1st, they made him official. They never swore him in, never gave him a badge, never gave him a gun. Nothing. But right. yeah, this, this is some, obviously it, it was a moral badge, I guess, for lack of a better word right now. Uh, I, I made it to this position I could provide for my family, even though I have to do this. But then they, in if you ain't watched the movie, you gotta you gotta watch it, man. But like, how do you how how I can't understand how you can foresee, regardless of wherever you are at that point. I mean, if you were doing you were doing something non-criminal, you just were were asked to join or do something internally. How do you see the foresight that hey, if I destroy this, even though they're making all these moves and there's there's um, we're progressing. I can go inside and help tear it down from inside and bring us back, take us backwards. That part, I just, I can't fathom or understand. Well, we can't what even mean as the individual who's doing it. Well, you mean all individuals. So like there are people inside, I mean, at some point, did one, not one of them think to themselves, hey, I gotta tell somebody inside, like, hey, this is, I listen, I got paid this information, like Malcolm did. Malcolm take it. Some don't. I mean, you gotta realize it's no different than the dude in the art. You know what is a good, it's no different than Will Smith's son and Bad Boys, the, the last one that just happened, right? You, you think about it, he was on a mission to kill his own father because that is exactly what he knew without knowing he was his father. And then once he finds out, it's a total different story, right? And now we're about to have a whole other series of, you know, missions now on, based on that. Take it, take it. Like, okay, that's a fictional movie. Look at all the people that are in the military that end up going over to war to go fight a war. To, and I don't really know what happened here. They just told me I need to go come kill these people, and that's my job. All right, it's, it's, it's basic, like, need fulfillment. And when you talk about getting into the mind state of some of the people who have done it in the past, like just the individuals they show in the, um, in the documentary, you got the FBI agent uh, who was Malcolm's head of security the night he was uh, assassinated. He looking for a job, you know what I'm saying, to get, to get promoted or whatever. He's just doing what they tell him to do. And play, play devil's advocate with him real quick. So on the same topic, if whether we, we don't know his, we heard him speak, right? But we never got mm -hmm. to the true intent behind his reasoning, whatever. Just think, play devil's advocate for a minute. Just think if, you wanted to become a, a member of the New York Police, the FBI. At that point in time, is the New York Police Department. FBI, right? But, and you, you actually walk in and talk with this man that at the end of the day, you may not even have known that the ultimate goal, you, yes, they were tapping them and, and tracking information, but you didn't know that you weren't letting an ultimate plan to, to bring this man down or whatever, or bring him down 
totally like in his life. Maybe it's just to get information and you really believe that what he was talking was a good thing. And I can, I can fulfill this of becoming an FBI agent plus be next to him and really prove the point. There's, he's not really doing it. If you really believe he, this man is not doing anything, then you're kind of self-serving while you're fulfilling the need as well. So right, we can remember, know. remember the part where they said people in the FBI were asking him, why did you try to save yeah. um, that criminal or, or whatever, whatever word they use. And Paul so was there because I, it was just interesting. So I, I, when I saw that, I, that stuck in my head. And then um, I just recently saw a video on YouTube about why a police officer saved this man out of a car. And he said, it was my duty to save lives. No matter what happened above, above and beyond, criminal or not, it's my duty to save a life first and then prosecute later. And it's just funny that it was like, no, let him die. And then we'll go for later on, which is the opposite. Bro, that's still going on. That's I know. Going on with, with, I know. Every day, just... Black people. Yes. Yeah. Period. <laughs> exclamation point! Exclamation point! <laughs> but getting back okay. into the, <clears throat> sorry, but getting back into the mind state, you also have to understand the individuals who are basically broken individuals who don't have a sense of self identity. They are given their identity through. If that FBI agent, you know, if he wasn't just, you know, in there playing both sides, his, his identity or his validation was tied to, hey, if I do this job for these people in the FBI, I can continue to ascend, irregardless of whether or not the message that I'm hearing from Malcolm, mm. is he really a threat or is he just trying to help people or his people in general move forward? You yeah, know, that's the other thing. When you talk about military and, and, and law enforcement and all of that, like, you're, you're on a, you're, you're part of a mission. You're not necessarily told what the end goal of or anything else. Like you're told your piece, this is what you do. And you don't question that. Like, it's just like, look, you're, you're to sit there, be there, tell us everything. Whenever we ask you a question, what's going on or where he's at, you answer, period. That's all it is. Think no more, talk no less. You know what I mean? Exactly. And look at how much straight, how, how, I guess almost easy it was for some of these individuals who were in and around the nation at that time when they were getting interviewed to, to maintain a straight face, to maintain their, you know, this is it, you know, this is my story. Why do we don't even need to rehash this? It, it happened, you know, in our religion, uh, if a man atones or whatever it is, cause I can't say it in exact, but if they atone for it, they go to Mecca, they are reborn. We leave it where it lies, you know? And that's just, just how it goes. The people that, were in Newark, New Jersey from that lodge, knowing the inner workings, you know, they, they were just able to just, I guess, the solidarity and, and, and compart yeah, compartmentalize and so keep it there. That's the, mosque, that's the one mosque, I wanted to bring to that whole mosque. You about to have a whole nother set of people coming after us. So you said lodge. Oh yeah. Mosque, I'm sorry. Um, that, that, and you just hit on the point. I want to make sure we touched before, we, we ended the night because the theme that stuck to me throughout the whole thing, yeah, we have the background story, whatever, but this idea in a black community that, yeah, we know, but we're not gonna say nothing. The whole is some either, either repercussions of being the one who speaks up or, but I, again, I, I, I'm not, not questioning the, 
religious piece as far as if he atoned for this, whatever, not that part in general. Before you, you think about that whole piece in the black community in general, but you think about the city of New York and how many people have heard the stories and understood that this man was living among them. Yeah, and they called him out by name. You mean, what you call it, sister? The one who was supposedly shot Malcolm? Like, but you- Why like, is that okay? Two innocent men sitting right. in jail that you know, and it was accepted that there was a trial. It must have been some evidence that convicted him. So no matter what we know, what we hear on the streets, like don't speak about it. Like that's the part that is really set uneasy with me throughout that whole film and everybody that he talked to. That big ball of complexity of the force of religion to allow them to allow men who yeah. were not part of it to have to take mm -hmm. the blame and then the guy mm -hmm. who they know yep. is just like oh well now he went ahead and, and did what he had to do where it's like it's it's um you can see and understand in the um the the the, the complexity of religion how much that toils on the individuals who truly deal with that like really dealt with that over those you know, in that 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 time period of really like knowing and like the that like I don't I understand. Think that was the complexity of religion. That was the complexity of fear. Yeah, because yeah. Was straight sitting there like, oh, we know that they used to take invite people out to the park um, if they ain't have their Your papers, paper money, um, and they run up on them and, and and beat them down. And I ain't saying no names, but we all know somebody that has been with us that roll up on people that owe them money and just jump out your car and shake them down. And, and that person, you know, they learned them tactics somewhere. Facts. Facts. No comment. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a double-edged sword, man, because I'm looking at- But, that's, but it's the mentality, but it's the mentality. BJ's opinion. It's a mentality that in the black community. Power they had in that community. <clears throat> it, but, but that, I mean, out of the nation, the nation—that's a—that's a common thread in our communities. Like we know, but just leave it alone. Don't say nothing. Don't get involved. It's like Carol said. It's the fear because if it's not, if it's not religion, then it's a, a gang or like you know what I mean, a, 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 a entity of of you know terror that that is that force that is like oh we know that they. They run things and we're not about to, you know, shake right. that water because I don't I don't want any issues of the, you know, I don't want any of the bigger issues. And they, they had codes they knew, they knew when you said these words, that's what it meant. Period. That's the part that had me like my mind going the whole time. And then even that for hours afterwards, like these people, nobody, nobody says something. So that was that was your that was your your anger push button, my anger push button was just knowing that there are people there tearing down the whole movement piece at a time, sharing all the knowledge of everything going forward and all the moves and where you're going to be and what's going to happen. And granted, there was, there was tapping and wiretapping too, but I still, at, at some point, both those houses, someone had to be there all the time. Like those weren't, those were big houses. So at some point, you're like, yeah, go ahead. Everyone's going now. Come inside. I just, I don't understand how, and that it, episode by episode would be more and more upset that how you just people kept, kept infiltrating the system from inside and tearing, tearing it down. 
There's so much money we lost. You got to realize too, though, Art, it's not like they didn't know that they were infiltrated, right? They didn't know necessarily the complexities, right? But they still knew that they had FBI people in, in there that had infiltrated them. They didn't know who, but it's just like the mob, right? Like the mob understands and knows that stuff and does their best to try to be able to, you know, um, combat it. But it's still, mm -hmm. they still know what's happening. And so, yeah. again, back when you talk about these these guys who are in there are no different than, you know, the, the members of Islam in the sense of, you know, they were soldiers on in their own right of what they were thinking of doing, that it wasn't you are taking it from such a, a heartfelt and and even in your own personal like ability like man i couldn't i couldn't get close to something like that not be touched by it and you know want to move but you're not a military dude you're not a savage you're not are and not programmed in the sense of like yo i got into law enforcement or whatever with the force of like yo i want to get higher in law enforcement whatever they tell me to do i'm going to do it you know what i mean like that's yeah. my point like i don't have any focus on anything else i don't care my mission is what you need me to do what okay let's do it i'm gonna i'll tell you guys every day it doesn't matter to me i'll tell you every day and at the same time all of that's up to interpretation in the sense of he's just giving information back that he don't know how hoover and everybody else are interpreting it and and, and deciding to make it feel and then what they're doing with that information on the back end to be able to you know send letters to whoever or right. anything else i want to touch this piece just real quick um, and I know, I don't know, Brett probably wants to move on from this topic, but, um, and this is going to kind of rope into what you were talking about, Art. So the other part that gets you is that this organization had millions of dollars at yes. some point, right? And, and, and incoming money consistently from businesses across the, across the country. Correct. Because they had businesses. Here's the other thing that people don't, it's not really out there if you ever get um, a final call and look at the back. They own land. Oh, yeah. And on that land, they, they plant food and all types of stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it, you're almost looking at a situation where you have a group of people that they're getting so powerful and they're owning things that you got to put a stop to that, right? And in the Savior's Day Part 2 address, uh, Mr. Farrakhan said that um, they were coming after him for his taxes because they said he hasn't been reporting any income. And he said, man, I don't make any money. Mm. Right. I don't make no money. Yeah. So there's nothing for me to file. Right. Which basically means all the money is going to the nation. Yep. Probably as a nonprofit organization. Well, that's one of the big the things with the religion and like, um, you know, that's one of the, the, the reasons I've heard uh, that Kanye Church is the richest, I think the richest organization in the world, or at least at some point it was. Well, I was going to say, that's one of the reasons why Kanye made, um, the I am King album because like the, um, tax laws against, uh, you know, religious entities and religious music are totally different. Yep. So, I, I mean, you look at that and then you look at, I know, Art, you were about to hit the the internal, oh, man, if this dude kind of breaks out and people follow him, that's going to hurt our money. You know, how much of an impact does that have on the decision of what happens and do we lose sight of the bigger picture of what the organization's trying to achieve because of this money? I mean, look at it. They own this man's house. 
right? Right. They own this man's house and were just like, oh, you got to get out. We own that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's just, again, all that with the, with the decline of the nation, all those businesses that were funding people's lives and doing other things. And granted, you know, all of them were, were, were members and, and were believers, but it was just so much. Like, if you look, like, I can literally go to Newark now and just see everything that was is there and still there and is destroyed and beat up and left behind. And then you look now and all those things are starting to turn around now and be, be bought up for nothing, pennies on a dollar. But all that was a plan of, well, let's just destroy this because they're taking too much. Like Newark, Newark is pretty much the heart of North Jersey. If you control that, you control pretty much, you can take over New York City because there was so much flow through through Newark, New Jersey that controls New Jersey. But once you got in that and you destroyed that process, there's no other pockets in Jersey where you can take. There is all suburbs, but all the transit, all the money, all the trains, all the buses come through Newark, New Jersey. That is the, the number two money spot in Northeast behind Baltimore, well, three, probably Boston, and then New York, New York, Boston, and then New York, Jersey. So it's just crazy to see all that now and see those things. And then one last thing about the timing of this documentary. So Brett and I were there when uh, Mr. Farrakhan said that he was trying to get 10,000 men and he was trying to organize. And we always were just like, what's, what's he trying to do with 10,000 men? Like, where do you sign up? Like, what do you do? And then shortly thereafter is when everything starts happening with the social media. Oh, nope, let's suppress this dude. Let's get him off of social media. Let's kick him off of Facebook, right? So my question is, were they starting to organize and get numbers again? And then you put this out, right? So you, you, you suppress his access. Then you put this out and that kind of like kills the organization because people are like, oh, I don't know if I want to mess with that, man, because I don't know if y'all did or didn't kill Malcolm. You know, I don't want to be around that. So um, it's just something to think about. Like when I say the timing and then you get to this and then this guy's dead. It's like, man, that's kind of. Yeah, we never hear how he died. He just did. That was the other thing. Yeah, it's like they, it's like they were showing shots from like a hospital or something like he was terminally ill or something, but he just shows up, passed away. Yeah, I I know I didn't even think about it from that view. Okay, I, I I thought of it as a um as a government governmental like we really can't trust like the inner workings of it. But I I didn't see it as a deterring from the nation of Islam or that that movement. I saw I saw it as as this you can be infiltrated, you can be destroyed from your own government to right. stop growth. But yeah, right, for yeah. you. I never got a uh, um, sense of like not not wanting to you know if 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 that was my 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 focus I, I didn't get like a dag I wouldn't mess with the the nation it was more and, and to me my mind was more even on I watched so much organized crime stuff too that it's just wild seeing how much all of that religion organized crime gangs all of like their their core like functionalities and how they move and, and, and motivate, like how much all of that ties together. It's just wild watching it play out and then and then seeing how all them different layers were peeled apart and just how many people were in bed with each other. It's just um yeah. I did I again I didn't get uh no no nation of Islam. I I was just more like wow. 
all of these things have a, a lot of um, similar moving parts. I think for all of those reasons you just said is what gives, you know, Curl's kind of point a little bit more momentum because I do kind of fall within that spectrum because on one hand you have this organization who, like I said, they speak truth to power. It's a lot of compelling words that make a lot of sense. And if it's, it's an action plan, you know, basically that is laid out. You have Farrakhan who has been very instrumental and I think, it, it kind of shot up exponentially over the last couple of years within the black community and how he was trying to organize the black community and get younger people more involved, especially through his um, tapping of different rappers and getting into the community that way. And, and working with uh, Christian churches, working with Jewish rabbis. So mm. he was like organizing across the gamut. So, and I don't know if y'all caught it, but clear uh, at the end of that documentary, that's what Malcolm became. You know, he, he yeah. wasn't moving just for the betterment of black people so much more than it was people in general. He comes back from Mecca, his whole perspective on life changes. So when you look at that and what Farrakhan and them are trying to organize where we are as a people. We talked about it last week, you know, the state of the black male. And then here I am, younger, you know, male, looking at different ways to be much more active and pushing the needle forward. And you cast this shadow over a more militant group or at, at least a group that is more about the protection of what is theirs, um, who have a plan that could be very uh, instrumental within our community. It's like, hmm. You know, for me, <clears throat> outside of everything we've already talked about, one of the larger things that I took away from it was that self-identity piece, because I feel like that's what Malcolm represented um, more so than anything, um, because once he came into his own mind and was able to speak untold and freely, um, you know, he, he, he came into much more of his own versus all of the pieces and people within the nation that had that you know one band one one sound one voice policy and you know there were only a few you know uh ah, i forgot his name again uh uh abdul rahman yeah he, he's one of the few that could you know step away and actually pursue the interest of who actually killed malcolm where you have people from the mosque and in inner city new jersey and other places that have all of this information Mm -hmm. But are sitting on it, and we already know what the government's gonna do. You know, they got enough in the FBI secret files to indict all four or five of these other men. Yet, yeah, we didn't see. We talked about it. Yep, for nothing. So people, people, I believe. So even the Freedom of Information Act, which was referenced many, many times, like if you really believe that everything was automatically released and just redacted, yeah, oh no. I, well, there are people out there that believe it's freedom of information. Like everything you request, you can get, and everything you release is everything. Like yeah. there's people living in the fantasy world still. I'm not saying mm -hmm. any of us, but there are people out there that believe that everything out there is made available to anybody if you request it. Stop living in a lie. <laughs> I mean, but there's, he, there's some things he, that will never be released. Even in that sense, to see how much that he was able to receive and even the stuff that was, you know. It was over 30 years now. Yeah, that was how much, how much he was allowed to get a hold of and make public. But, and but today's FBI that, is a little bit saying. different than it is, yeah. Hoover's even that, FBI. Even that is still just like, 
y'all would really let him have this stuff? Like, like just to see what they've given him, let you know, like, it has to be insane. Yo, Aliens is right. Yeah. Well, playing play <laughs> play what Kate just said, though, again, if the idea is that, sorry, something's happening, phone came on my computer. If the idea is that, um, if there is, we're playing play the conspiracy, right? The idea that the momentum is growing on this end, we have to do something to help combat. We know that they know this guy has been tracking. They know his it's been his lifelong mission before he even. So all the funding that came through to make this possible to make it a, a thing. I mean, even when you look at the credits, was it Bette? Not Bette Midler. It was another singer. I like. Well, it was. It was, yeah. it was well, Bette Midler. You caught that? I, was it Bette Midler? I want. It was somebody like like that name that like caught my attention about somebody who was. Who was one of the contributors financially right. or something to this? Like, mm, let me go back and watch the credits again. I need right. to before I quote for sure, for sure. But it was a name like somebody like a Bette Miller who was right. part of the funding and the and the, the, the. There's other things, pieces working behind the scenes that, if you go down the theory that, okay, let's release this to suppress some of this other stuff. Like all that plays together. Yeah, he was allowed. Yes, today's FBI is much different. I totally agree. But there's still, if we if we were to believe that all that that was everything given to him, and he was found out piece by piece, like listen, man, it was I got clean. another question. Because if what is the benefits and the 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 vacation and time away policy from his job? Like I really want to know because. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, I might want to apply. If somebody can let me know because he he's at a museum in DC, right? He so he he was he worked at tour buses and stuff. So he probably yeah. had access to a, a lot of uh, information through the Smithsonian or whatever. So he he had research time. New Jersey is what? How far from New York? Probably a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. Hour and some change. So you know, in your so, spare time. So one last thing. So we got to keep watching because it's interesting because in the Savior's Day part two address, when Minister Farrakhan was talking, he said that he knew that this was his last Savior's Day. And he alluded to the probability of him being killed soon. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't get that which was Which was super interesting. I was just like, okay, that's, that's weird, but all right. Hmm. Not because uh, I mean, every, they feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I don't know how. I don't. I mean, it, with everything swirling around them, I mean, you you should be able to. But I don't put it past them. It's just unfortunate that you know. Again, we have coming to a head that that situation. Who who is next in line? Good question. I don't know the hierarchy. I'm sorry. Yeah. DJ, go ahead, look that up while we get our fresh ovation in this. The there's a guy that talks before him every time I, I don't know if it's gonna be him um he shouted out his grandson that actually played college ball for somebody um i don't know if he's i don't, I don't know we'll see what yeah. happened to um here has been there for years so what happened to a lot of muhammad's kids um a lot of them are like they're older um some of them have like illnesses and whatnot, so I, I, I don't know. Okay, I mean they 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 use the the greed and and a jealousy uh, question. I mean, play on them. Yeah, uh, on the documentary. So I'm just wondering, like, what 
happened to them. But okay. I mean, you can look it up. I just want, didn't know if you guys knew it top of your head. So one of them um, was actually down in South Florida, Minister Rasul. Um, yeah. that, that's the dude that we brought out to UM. I was about to bring that up. I Do you remember the commotion when it was your president of the year, right? Yep. When we were talking about bringing Farrakhan out to campus. And yep. <laughs> I think words started spread around campus. They shut that down quick. Like, Y'all are not gonna have that happen. Don't 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 get excited about that. No sir. <laughs> there it is. Oh, sir Fresh, you're coming your way, bro. Fresh evasion for the week. What you got? Um, let's see. I tried to go ahead and, and bring something that I could somehow make relevant to what we're talking about today. So let's see if I can make it happen. <laughs> Um, in the darkest times, my light will be seen as a guide to others. As my light beams brightest for those in need, I'm focused on finding ways to allow my light to shine. I think, um, you know, you think about Brother Malcolm, one of his main focuses was, uh, you know, being able to show all people how us living together was better than us living separate and, and really being able to show his his talents and his passions, even in the moments of fear or feeling like he knew it was going to, you know, he was coming down to his last moments. And it's something I think we all should do, be able to not live by fear, but to live by allowing others to see and progress off of what you have learned, what you have experienced, and most importantly, your innate talents and, and abilities. I mean, we're all out here like X-Men, be an X-Men, you know, be Wolverine or Storm or whoever else, you should be it. Let everybody else see it, achieve it. It's fresh ovation this week. Y'all ain't even know I was gonna soup it up like that. And go check that um, Wu vs Biggie, Biggie vs Wu Tang, SoundCloud, MixCloud, BerryFresh.com, BerryBeFresh.com. We out here, fresh out. It's fresh ovation. There it is. All right, you got something to top this week, man. Put that pressure on you. Yeah, but ah! I, I'll use I'll, I'll use that. The frustration and, and add on to that for this corner. So I had it for last week, but we went on a different path. So there's a portrait portrait in, in the house of a um, a priest being painted by a painter. The priest has his head slumped down, clothes kind of really baggy, looking like he's on his deathbed, ready to go. But the painter makes him look like he is in his youth, standing strong, head high. Don't worry about sometimes how you feel internally. You have to make sure when you're portrayed and you're out in the front that you put your best foot forward and you look your best and you project your best until your last day. Never make yourself feel less than what you are. Always aim for more and go to the next level. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, remember you can get this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Vimeo, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, all those, wherever your podcasts are played. Follow us on social media at 13th Floor. Please, each and every week, we're dropping this podcast, so stay connected with us. Coach K, what you got for the people? Wrap it up. Got for the people is, and I, look, I'm a dude that spent a lot of time around people that were in the nation, into the mosque, down on 7th Street, down in Miami. Um, and I remember hearing um, the definition of fear, false education accepted as real. And right now, I just want to tell everybody, it's a fearful time, not just with conspiracies and things going on, coronavirus, we didn't even get to touch on that today. 
Um, I'm sure we'll have enough that we can still touch on it next week. Um, but I tell you I what. can go to work next week, right? <laughs> right. Um, for some of you out there, look, you're, you're panicking. You're getting yourself into a, a frenzy, a sense of anxiety, and it's keeping you from moving forward and focusing on the goal. If, if something is going to happen to you and this is the end, how do you want to go out? What, what, what do you have that you could put out there that you could at least say, you know what, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to get these things done. And I think if everybody approaches it this, that way, what are the things that I've always wanted to get done before I die? How much things get done? And if it turns out that this coronavirus isn't what it says, man, how far could you go in that time that you just said, you know what, I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm, I'm not going to make excuses because I don't know how much time I have. So I would challenge you all to take that mindset. Be safe, but go out there and push towards your goals, your dreams. Um, if there's somebody that you need to reach out to and talk to that you haven't talked to in a while, reach out to them. Talk to them. Find out what's going on. Um, and look, if these are the end of days, let's make them the best of days. Amen. Show you. Thank you all for listening with us here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the but views do, baby. amazing. That's what we Welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing. amazing. amazing.